Welcome to The Leaky Nib, a podcast about pens. This is absolutely not suitable for work because swearing is encouraged. Also, we may be drunk while recording this. It's like a pen show, but it's a podcast. So accurate. (laughs) I'm John Phelan. And I'm Kat Axon. And this is The Leaky Nib Podcast. Episode one. Who knows? Okay, John, like none of these people know who we are because this is the first episode. So we should probably introduce ourselves. I'm John Phelan. And I'm Kat Axon. But like, who are you, John? This is deep already. Uh, I like fountain pens. <laughs> I, I am John Phelan. <laughs> uh, so basically, John and I both live in Indiana and we both really like fountain pens. So we're going to talk about it. John is lemur. He just won't talk about it. Go ahead. I'm Lemur Inc. Uh, No, yeah, I started Lemur Inc. a couple years ago, two years ago, and uh, an online retailer of fountain pens and writing accessories. And I'm Kat Axon. I don't own an online retailer, but I buy all my pens from John because he's 20 minutes away from my house. (laughs) Ten. Ten. You're right. And um, tailwind, yeah. Yeah, in my real life, I am a big fountain pen aficionado, but I'm also a doctor. Aficionado. Yeah, but I'm okay. but I'm a doctor too. A doctor of fountain pen studies. <laughs> kind of. One could argue that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know as much as other people. So how'd you get into fountain pens? Okay. So my radioactive spider bite into fountain pens is I was working um, at the hospital and I'm at a teaching hospital. So there's medical students around. And I had a medical student on my team who used fountain pens. And she had her Twisby Eco and Twisby Diamond 580 um, with her in the hospital. And I looked over at her and was like, what is that? Is I... that a vape pen, bro? She, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I mean, okay, so I had always been into pens. I was very particular about my pens. I actually have done a lot of calligraphy with a dip nib. But somehow I didn't know fountain pens were a thing, which is like horrifying to me. But anyway... She told me what they were, and I fell in love, and I bought, like, three Twisbees on my first go-round and, like, two bottles of ink, and I was hooked. I don't think I ever actually asked you how you got started. That's kind of funny. I didn't even know that. You've never heard that story? No. Oh, it was was Steph, my friend Stephanie. Really? Yeah, she got me into fountain pens. She was before you. She was before me. And her first pen was a Twisbee? I don't know. She had, like, ten by the time I knew her. Huh. That's funny. Yeah, no one cares about Stephanie because she's not here on the podcast. She will be at some point. She will be. I'm sure as your as your friend and provocateur. Oh, gosh. She causes me so much problems. Well, so, yeah, it's funny always how someone gets started in fountain pens. Usually it starts with, well, I always wanted to try one, and here we are, and now I have 20. How did you get into fountain pens, John? Uh, I think I, it's one of those things where I always wanted to try one. Because I heard about it somewhere. I don't even know how. And the first one was a Christmas present. It was a Lamy Safari charcoal oh, medium cool. nib. Who gave it to you? My mom. And I'm pretty sure it's a fake <laughs> from Amazon. <laughs> it's, I mean, why, it's why I never wrote well. And it's, it's now in the in the test bed sector of Lemur Inc. where I put random inks in it. But it's, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a victim of the fake nib. But That's cool. So what what made you 
What? No, it's, uh, you know, I wrote with it and I let it dry out. Like so many people, they have the Lamy Safari and they write with it until it dries out or they don't know how to flush it or something. And then I wrote with Pilot Varsity. So usually the Pilot Varsity is kind of a good start point for people. Um, And I actually wrote with those more in college. Oh, so how, wait. How old were you when you started? Well, it's back in the 70s. Um, <laughs> it's baloney. No, yeah. Uh, I was in high school, I think, when I got the Lamy Safari. This is a longstanding joke that John is like 85 years old. <laughs> I'm 32. <laughs> but I'm basically an 85-year-old man at heart. <laughs> no, so, but how old were you when you had your first fountain pen? Uh, I don't know, probably 19 maybe or, wow. or younger. Oh, but. You know, again, it's like one of those where it sits in the desk and you're like, oh, it doesn't really write anymore because I let it dry out. I didn't know anything. And then I bought some Pilot Varsities on Amazon and wrote with those. And I absolutely love those pens. Um, took all my notes in history class with those. It was my favorite. So you've been into pens, like specifically fountain pens for a long time. Yeah, it's weird because I didn't really think of them. I mean, I was a Pilot G2 guy forever. Yeah. The 7 or 1 millimeter, uh, the 0. 0.7. 0. 0.38. Oh, you're weird. <laughs> yeah, I was basically writing with a stub, Pilot <laughs> G2, the one millimeter. Yeah. Um, and that was my go-to forever. And then I had I had the Varsities. Uh, yeah, and I don't know why, at what point I was like, you know, I really need to up to step this game up. And I ended up with a better pen. And there it goes. How, I just, I need to know this for my own self now. Like, how many pens do you think you own? Like, not lemur ink stock like how many pens do not, you think you own? honestly not that many oh no i mean that's that's safari charcoal how do you think about this i mean i have a bunch of twisby ecos but those are the pens i take with me to pen shows they're kind of personal pens but um but like not one, really one of each nib a turquoise one that doesn't come out anymore because people will steal it uh at pen shows everyone has to buy it i have my gold nib pens that are relatively new to me and, oh. But really not that many. I mean, I, I every, every single time I go to pen shows, I see the, the big pen cases and people are like, check out my 48 pens I brought with me to a pen show. And I'm like, you're crazy. And you have way more pens than I do. And I don't know how you clean them, ink them, maintain them or write with them. I, I love it. I, I you, just, I'm so, I'm so basic. Do you want to know how collection. many pens I have with me right now? Probably, probably <laughs> more than my store. <laughs> I brought all my pens in case we needed to. I mean, not all my this pens. This is a this is a visual podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I'm a nerd. I brought mine too. <laughs> I brought my good. I brought my Masubi case. I brought my knot case full of pens, and I I didn't bring the leather roll, but I have <laughs> almost every pen with me because I'm like maybe someone will ask about them. <laughs> you know. Uh yeah. So basically, it's like a pen show. After dark, and so, <laughs> case in point, I brought all my pens. Yeah, we we really want to. So the whole point of this podcast is kind of treating it like a pen show after dark, where we hang out and uh, you know sort of shoot the shit and see what happens. And yeah, talking about pens, how we got into them, what we currently have with us, and uh, yeah, keep it pretty casual. So if you couldn't tell, if you've never been to a pen show, first of all, you're really missing out. And I think that's going to be one of the things we talk about in this episode is just how important it is to get to a pen show. A lot of people know about them. Everyone kind of has like that idea where I want to go to one, but I just haven't found time or what do I even do at it? I mean, the the thing about the pen community is it really is a community. And you feel that the most when you go to a pod, a, <laughs> when you go to a podcast, when you go to one, because you get, 
to interact with people, like not only during the show, but after the show. And I had been to pen shows before. My first pen show was actually Chicago, which I think everyone would be surprised, I think, because that's such a big show. But I didn't fully appreciate the pen show until I went to Atlanta and actually stayed the entire time. Yeah, which is crucial. So that's what I tell people. I mean, my first pen show was the Ohio pen show in 2017, and I didn't have any idea what I was doing. Um, I had a cardboard sign with a Sharpie that said lemur ink on it. And you did not. I seriously <laughs> did. I really had a, I didn't have, I didn't have a banner and I was like, oh shit, everyone has banners on their booths and I'm woefully underprepared. And I went to Target and got the biggest poster board and Sharpie I could and wrote lemur ink on it. Aww. And that's cute. Basically said, please come by and buy Twisbees. So, uh, we should tell people, you know, so we, John and I actually met at a pen show. Like at that's Chicago, how we met. At Chicago. Was yeah. it Chicago 2018? Uh, yeah. So yeah. I am, or I, mean, I don't know, I'm big on Reddit. I love Reddit. Like I'm on Reddit all the time. And so I was on r slash fountain pens because I have been craving this pen community. And John, feeling, was like posting saying, hey, I'm going to be at the Chicago Pen Show, if you're there, just swing by and say hi. And I had come up to Chicago for the day, just for like one day. Like I said, like I hadn't done a full pen show until Atlanta of this year. And I stopped by his table. We made friends. I think he like convinced me to buy multiple bottles of Blackstone ink. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. totally. Was cool. I think you even kind of uh, organized a meetup at the Lemur Ink table. Because I think you were on there saying, you know, everyone meet here at this time. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And then I think just you and maybe one other person came by. But And John told me lots of jokes about Australian bush. He's like, <laughs> smell my bush. It smells so good. It's a scented ink. Like, it smells like eucalyptus. And I ended up well, buying a bottle of it, yeah. so it worked, I guess. Well, I don't that's, know. That's the problem. Is the, the fun thing about pen shows is you get to talk about pens and ink that you never actually talk about. You only read about it or type it out. And then you actually say, you know. Hey, smell my Australian bush. Well, no, you say this is called Australian <laughs> bush and it's scented. And the next question is always, what does Australian bush smell like? Eucalyptus. And they either laugh or they don't. <laughs> and if they laugh, then I know they're going to be just fine. fine. So, yeah, so that worked on me and we became friends. And so I started following John on Instagram. And then he started location tagging his posts in Carmel, Indiana. And I live in Indianapolis and they're adjacent like suburbs and that's, and that's the other thing you find out about pen pod or a uh, pen podcast pen shows is that there's always people around you, you didn't know were into fountain pens so yeah i didn't know there's so many people in indianapolis who were into you know fountain pens and now through meeting cat and tr organizing our pen club and just f especially pelican hubs too you find out oh my god there's a fuckload of people and your, in your hometown who actually love fountain pens. I mean, we get together now with the Hoosier Pen Club about, I don't know, every two to three months. And it's always a rager. We meet at a yeah. pizzeria with beer. and there's Shout just, out to Greek's Pizzeria. What's up, Greek's Pizzeria? Thank you for always hosting us. What's up? You guys are awesome. What's up, Hoosier Pen Club? Love you guys. No, and also the, uh, the Pelican Hub. If you guys are, uh, if you haven't registered yet for the Pelican Hub this year, those things are great. And actually did that yesterday. I'm gonna be at a wedding. <gasps> John. I know. I can't I'll be I'll be it'll be a virtual Pelican Hub. And y'all, it's the week before the Dallas Penn show, so you don't have any excuse. You can go. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be fun though if you did the Dallas Penn show and the Pelican Hub at the same time? Anyway. How, how? You would the do the after. hub at the 
at the thing. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is and it then, the same weekend? No, it's the weekend before. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, you just said that. So. So yeah, so so pen shows. I mean, just to, again, just to really emphasize, because I don't, I forget what it's like to be just an enthusiast and not also a pen dealer. So if you're into fountain pens, you're like, oh, I'm not really into going to buy more, but I just like fountain pens. Totally find a show near you, drive to it. A lot of people fly to these. It's not abnormal to have people who are into the hobby who fly to a show, stay the whole weekend. They buy a couple things, but they're not like there to buy their new Nikayas. They're just hanging out. And that's the best part of the of the show is hanging out with people after the show in the bar, going to restaurants, hanging out and yeah, learning about fountain pens. And I will say like the entire reason John and I wanted to make this podcast is that is the thing we love about the pen community so much is the hanging out with people and the community of it. So you're hearing just our voices today, but our whole goal with this is to introduce you listeners to other people who are members of our community that we think you should hear their voices. We all have really interesting perspectives and unique takes on fountain pens and what this community means. So we really want to try and bring that to you guys. Totally. And that's, yeah, I wouldn't go to pen shows if it wasn't for the people. I mean, my first oh, pen yeah. show at Ohio, I was like, all right, pen show's over. I'm going to my room. I'm out. I'm done right. for the day. And I was like, oh, it was a lot of fun. I met a ton of people. Um, but I missed out on so much because I wasn't hanging out. I didn't know that's what you do. So um, it's it's crucial to go to a pen show and just hang out at the bar. And you're not weird if you just bring your pens to the bar with you. Like, it's encouraged. It's, it's not, yeah, it's not only encouraged. People people will start asking why you didn't if you're into fountain pens. Yeah, like where are your pens, bro? It's not uncommon. I mean, that's it's the coolest part about the hobby is how open everyone is. You have different age groups, men and women down there, and you have like thousands of dollars worth of fountain pens on a bar table. And mm-hmm. people are like, here, try this, try this, try this. I've always wanted to try one of those, and it's right there. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, totally try it. And you're like, oh, this is a... You know, several thousand dollar pen that I'm probably never going to buy, but it's really cool. And you make friends with people. And I mean, some of the people in the pen community greet me by handing me one of their new pens that is probably, I mean, definitely four digits and probably like two, three grand. They'll it's be the like, best part. what's like, up, cat? Look, I got this new thing. And yeah. immediately I'm writing with it. And it's, then I look at yeah. it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's the best part. And it's not just about the acquisition of gear. I mean, that's the. People think you have to go to a pen show and buy a bunch of stuff. You really don't. And I mean, you can go there and just hang out and walk around and talk to people at each table and spend. I, I had a chair set up at, at the Ohio show, the, mm-hmm. my first show. I was like, just sit down and hang out for a while. Like, char- cool. charge your phone. Yeah, I don't really have room for that at most shows now. But no. I had a little like a little station. You can sit, Aww. hang out, charge your iPhone and uh, talk about things. The days before you knew me. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, so true story, like, I just got back from the Raleigh Triangle Pen Show um, two weekends ago, maybe, one weekend, two weekends ago, and I actually did not buy anything. I got a few custom grinds from Mark Bacchus. Shout out, Mark. This is Pen Show Level 3. Yeah. You don't you don't go and buy anything. You just like you have Get work grinds done. done by Mark. <laughs> yeah. I literally went to Raleigh just for Mark to give me architect grinds. It's the best grind that I still don't have. Oh, why? So, it's really my kind of love language, too. Oh, man. My love language is an architect grind. Ugh. Your uh, your orange Brooks pen. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. Well, uh, so anyway, <laughs> bringing it back to reality, <laughs> Mark Bacchus is my hero, and he is 
The yeah, so let, let's talk about this little incident that occurred that oh, I, w- no. I wasn't there for, but I, I got pictures. I saw it everywhere. Everyone uh, DM'd me with photos, and then I, I got on Instagram and saw. Everybody DM'd you because you're my pen show husband, and you were absent from the Triangle I'm, Pen I'm Show. I'm basically like an absentee father. <laughs> So, like, true story, John has a lovely, (laughs) lovely girlfriend. Her name is Abby, and I love her. She's a pharmacist, so we get along. I am married. My husband also does use fountain pens. John and I are not married, (laughs) but at pen shows, we're basically married. It's basically, yeah. Um, So, John is my pen show husband. So, of course, everyone DM'd you because they wondered where you were, bro. Yeah, where are you? Where were you, man? Yeah. Where were you? This would never have happened if you had been there. I, I went to a comedy show, and it was my girlfriend's birthday weekend. Oh, okay, so. fine. Yeah. Whatever. Abby's so cool. She can... If, if Abby's your excuse, then that's fine. It was a pretty busy weekend, but I did... I definitely miss it because it sounded like a ton of fun. So, so yeah, let's, let's talk about this, uh, the incident. Okay. So, just like putting it out there, Does triangle... it have a name? First, first of all, does the incident have a name? <laughs> it's... The Sailor Reverse <laughs> can't even say it without laughing. The Sailor Reverse Food A Nib incident. For those of you who know, Food A Nibs are a sort of weird kind of f- folded fountain pen nib thing that you can write calligraphy with. It's a much better name that I was going to come up with. So anyway, I went to the Triangle Pen Show um, a couple weeks ago. It's a much smaller show than even Atlanta, which is like a medium. So I would say Triangle is a very small show. It's all in one ballroom in a hotel. Um, not a ton, ton of vendors, but still a lot of diversity. Um, Notco was there. Van S was there. Franklin Kristoff, that's their home show. They were there. Uh, Jonathan Brooks was there with his wife, Shay, and daughter, Aiden. Um, uh, the Kennedys were there. Mark Bacchus was there. Um, and a bunch of vintage. It was a nice blend of modern and vintage. Like, great pen show. Had a lot of diversity. You could probably find everything. I think there were at least a handful of Nakaya pens, which was super cool. And I, like, almost bought one. Don't roll your eyes at me. I love those <laughs> pens. They're amazing. I touched, like, three of them and I'm just like, oh, I love you. I'm only rolling my eyes because I know it's only a matter of time before one of us... It's going to be first. me first. Well, it may be me first, but just like all like all honesty on the table, my favorite pen maker is Jonathan Brooks, who is also a friend of mine, and I adore his Urushi work, and I'm on the wait list for a custom Urushi pen from Jonathan. I should just put my name on the list now. You should put your name on the list because he's so popular. He's so far out. You should be on the list and just, just start saving. I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. The Urushi's in incredible piece of art like i'm a total art connoisseur i have tons of original art in my house i have paid someone an inordinate amount of money to put original art on my arm i have a full tattoo sleeve if you guys don't know i'm working on the other side eventually it's going to be one of those like what do i spend my money on arushi from jonathan or tattoos well okay so can we explain what arushi is to those who are into fountain pens and they're like yo bro i got a lami safari and a twisby okay what the f is arushi so arushi is generally a kind of lacquer that and like a way of doing pens i guess it's it's a japanese art form that's been around for centuries and it used to be done like before pens even existed people had like urushi lacquer you know boxes and plates and i don't know but it's this this process where you apply this lacquer in thin layers and each layer has to cure for 24 to 48 hours and then 
you have to sand it and apply the next layer. And it's just this beautiful thing that can have all sorts of effects applied to it. The lacquer itself can have lots of different colors and how it's sanded can reveal colors underneath of it and you can do maquillage work so you know putting gold leaf and mother of pearl inlaid into the pens it's it's an art form it's the smoothest thing you're gonna feel in your hands <laughs> that's what she said that you've spent a lot of money it's it's the huh. most money you can spend to have something that smooth that's also what she said <laughs> well normally it's a lot cost a lot less than okay <laughs> okay fair i mean but okay so this is like a japanese art form and Jonathan's the only person that I know of who is not in Japan doing this technique and he is actually revolutionizing this world with creating new techniques and all sorts of stuff and if you ever find someone who has a pen that's Urushi lacquer you have to feel it it feels different than like a normal acrylic body or like other kinds of lacquer it just feels different I can't explain how if you have one of the vanishing point rods, those are Urushi. They're just um, fewer layers there, maybe yeah. like 10 to 20 layers, like a typical Urushi pen that you buy. Like a Nakaya is maybe going to be, I don't know, 60 layers. I have no idea. This is way above my pay grade. Jonathan would know better and, and you know, I'll ask him. But in, It's a labor of love and you can really I feel. I mean, they can take six months to make. Yeah. Which yeah, is why it, you have to get on the list now because your pen won't be done for two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you'll decide what pen you want. By the time that time comes around, I'll have the right pen for it. So, I, I have no. It's it's kind of like the architect grind. You go, oh God, what what do I want to do this on? And so, I'm just having Jonathan make me a pen and then Arushi it. You're going full Brooks. Yeah, I'm a hardcore fan girl. Are you doing a full custom, yes. custom, custom? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so good. Can we talk about the material? What? Of it? Of the oh, pen? I don't know yet. I haven't That's decided. That's TBD. Okay. I have a year to decide, so we're good. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so the Nibsident. <laughs> Nibsident? Uh, it Raleigh. Well, I, I, okay, I think the, a better name would be like the Sailor on Leave. Or oh, that's funny. Sailor left his ship. <laughs> the reverse food day incident. Okay. Over sailor overboard. There we go. Done. Ooh, yes, sailor overboard. That is so accurate. Okay, here's what happened. I'm at the Triangle Pen Show. This is Saturday night, so the pen show. Approximately what time? Uh, I don't know. Late midnight. And how Probably. many drinks would you say you've had by then, <laughs> Miss Cat? Well, I know for sure I had. One drink from Sandra, what up? Hey, Cupcake Girl. <laughs> and one from Nick Pang, both sitting in front of me. So I don't know, five, six drinks. Don't judge me, John. I can feel you judging me with your just, eyeballs. No, I'm not judging at all. You're so judging me. So what's he said, 10 o'clock? I don't know, like midnight, bro. Mid it was okay. late. Okay. It was right. late. It's late. So I'm like sitting at the table. And mind you, this is a table at a pen show, so there is shit everywhere. There's like a thousand fucking pens over there. I swear to God, Sandra has like a million pens. It is so crazy. There's just like shit everywhere, paper, drinks. There's probably like an open bottle of bourbon at some point because like we're in the South. It, it's in Raleigh, North Carolina. There's 
there's bourbon involved. I mean, there's bourbon. There's like tons of crazy beers. Bunch, that, bunch of blow on the table. <laughs> there was like. no drugs, John. We do not do You're drugs. It sound like it's just insane. Table. No, it's like I mean, unless it's you count fountain pen pens show. as drugs. No, it basically is. If I mean, fountain even, pens are drugs. If you've never been to a pen show, it is pretty crazy. There's how... just literally like pens everywhere, ink everywhere, open ink bottles. Yeah. I mean, if you could imagine something. Someone, with your hands there. I'm sorry. I just right. bumped the mic with my hands. I'm so coordinated. The most graceful. Mm-hmm. Case in point, this story. I am so graceful. The, A sailor decided so I'm to riding, leave the ship. Oh, I was playing Magic the Gathering. That's mm-hmm. what was happening. So I um, also play Magic the Gathering because hashtag nerd life. Nerd. What's up? It's fine. It's a brilliant game. It's like the most hardcore bunch of people you'll ever meet i don't know they're so cool anyway i I think i collected those and i didn't play the game i was that guy oh that's pokemon for me it was like pokemon so anyway i play magic the gathering i brought a few decks um with me to play because i wondered if anybody else played magic and for the most part people played magic 20 years ago and don't still play magic so we were playing magic and i'm sitting keeping score with a fountain pen on paper because duh and I was riding with my Sailor Pro Gear standard. It is my ride or die pen, hard find nib. Oh my God. It is so good. That's I'm a riding, purple one? No, no, it's that black one. The, oh, yeah. the, the standard size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm riding with this pen and I set it down. I, I don't post my pens because I'm sorry, but posters are monsters. They Hashtag are, come heathens, at me, bro. Heathens. <laughs> so so I, I don't post. So I set the pen down to get the cap to cap the pen. Mm. And it rolled off the table. Yep. And it rolled off the table, nib straight down into the floor. I look down. I see it (laughs) fucking bounce. It hits and it bounces again because there are two fucking ink splatters on the floor. What was in it? Uh, It was was Carolina Blue. Yeah. So it bounces, hits the floor. I'm like audibly gasping. But who am I sitting next to? Mark fucking Bacchus, the greatest nibmeister ever, in my opinion. Okay, so my pen rolls onto the floor. I'm gasping. I freak out, pick it up. The nib, we have to put a link to this. You will have to have a in the link show in the notes show notes somewhere. This nib is bent. I mean, it was bad. 90 degrees, yeah. but like curved, like not a cute 90 degrees, like a curved. The tines are like overlapping and crossed over each other it and kind of bounced bent. on it had, tile. It had bounced on like hard tile. They're not supposed to do that. I pick it up and I just like started laughing and crying at the same time because it was so hilarious because that's never happened to me before. And also horrible. And that is my favorite pen. And I was just like sobbing, crying, laughing. And everyone at the table saw what happened. The next things that happened were I looked over at Mark Bacchus, who is literally sitting to my left and said, holy fucking shit, Mark, can you fix this? And he was like, Psh, yeah. Also, whoa. <laughs> Got this. Um, Did he fix it right next to you at the table? No, no. He fixed it the next morning at the oh. show. Like where is his equipment? In, in my mind, the way I, I interpreted it online was that he had like a toolkit on his belt and just like... <laughs> Within three seconds, had pliers on it and was no. like, no, bro, I got you. Because within three seconds of me going, Mark, can you fix this? I'm holding this pen. Everyone wants to see it. And Matthew Morse at Hey Matthew, everybody who doesn't know who that is, um, 
sees this happening, grabs the pen from me and goes, I can write with anything and does. <laughs> so that's like, what was the type of nib where it's like a, it looks kind of like a sled? Oh, yeah. It was like a reverse food a nib. I don't know. He wrote with it and it kind of looked cute. Like it almost looked like how it wrote was like um, a regalia writing instruments. Um, one of Ralph's Ralph nibs. Nib it looked what, like yeah. a like a trilogy or like a sequel or something. How it wrote, which like how do you, how do you spell food? F U D E. Like it sounds. Like it sounds. Um, for, see, all, so for all the people watching at home. A f a food a nib goes the other direction of what my pen did, but. Okay. Oh yeah, there it is. You see it? Yeah, it it looks like what the you'd opposite. imagine where if you just took a pair of pliers to so a 45 degree angle, literally up. the worst up. Yeah. But mine was like 90 degrees curved down. It was a joke. It's for like brush lettering kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like a like a calligraphy style. Yeah. I've, so, se I've seen Richard Bender do one and it's the it's the most terrifying thing cuz you see him take a pair of pliers to a pen that's very expensive usually and he just bends it up and you're like, "Oh, okay, it's literally just a pair of pliers on a pen <laughs> yeah it's no, not very graceful so this nib became a reverse food a is what we 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 called it and um naturally matthew morse is known for his calligraphy work and um he does a lot of uh, folded nib work and he could write with it because he's an alien apparently i don't it's know still, it is still functional. so how is it now after being done bacchus okay so what I, is the past tense how, does he have a word for Bacchusing, bender. So bender has benderized. Bacchist. Bacchist. We should come up with this. I don't know. Would Bacchist. he hate us for saying this? He, I. Bacchist. I, Bacchist is fine. So I gave it to Mark, and he took it, and he said, "I'll see you tomorrow at the pen show." And then I ran into him the next morning with my lovely hangover, and he was like, "I'm going into the show early. I'm going to work on your pen." I was like, "Okay, good." Like. Thank you. I will pay you whatever you need to to fix that. And he hands it to me. And he's like, it's not pretty because when you dropped it on the floor, you chipped the gold. So the nib Ooh. itself actually has like a chip miss, like kind of missing out of the side of the left tine. But it's fine. Like, it's totally fine. Like, it doesn't affect the writing. But I sit down and he hands me this pen and I write with it. And literally within the first letter, I was like, Mark, it writes better. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. It is really <laughs> so screwed. Yeah, because I, I wrote with his that you. Uh, no, is, is that the one we wrote at the at Sun King? Yeah, I made you write with it, and it writes That's like a dream. Really good. And it's a hard, fine sailor nib, which mm -hmm. is notoriously like very. It's not bouncy. Firm. It's very uh, particular, but it writes so smooth. But it still has a little bit of that sailor feedback that I love, and. He did it all with a smile and had it done before the show opened. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. You can follow him at NibGrinder on Instagram. He has multiple horrific, horrific... It's actually the first photo right now if he doesn't upgrade his, update his Instagram and buy, until we post this, but uh, you'll see the photo. He has so many horror June, stories. June 2nd, so... He's an expert at fixing... It's really incredible. That's that's one of those things where I'm like, I've, I've taken Bender's class on tuning nibs, and I, I feel confident when I tuned one of the, uh, so you basically go to a show and you pay 25 bucks and sign up online and you can, he'll teach you how to kind of tune fountain. It's like an introductory course into tuning fountain pens. And I just got to the vodka part of this drink. That's not vodka. <laughs> that's completely water with living. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about this. 
<laughs> no. So yeah, so Bender's class, if you're at a pen show, totally sign up for the classes. That's the other part. Um This you is could, how John and I are. He just shuts me down sometimes. No, I'm, like, no, I'm showing you no. this is important because the his classes he does these basically for free and you just pay the materials cost. Um and also shout out to Linda from Independence. Linda Kennedy, she's at normally at these classes too and dealing with everyone trying to fix fountain pens. So they'll have some gin hows that they give you that have problems and you have to line the nib, line the tines and smooth them out. And it's incredible because you, you do it and you're like, oh, this is what a scratchy piece of shit fountain pen writes like. So Linda Kennedy uh, is there along with Richard Bender. Richard Bender is one of the premier nibmeisters also in the country along with Mr. Bacchus. Um, and they're sort of those like oracles of knowledge where if you ever have any questions or need a nib tuned, they kind of help provide answers but um yeah he teaches this class and you can go there and learn just how crappy it is to fix a pen and how hard it is and you realize just kind of like a painting class you're like oh i'm painting like a fifth grader and it really is a lot harder than it looks but i can't imagine actually doing a custom grind because just the smoothing of a nib is hard enough with the tools provided <laughs> i mean basically mark is using like a tiny I don't even know what that is. Like, I don't know. His tools are amazing. He, but i that's like next level pen show. I went to the Triangle Pen Show and did not buy a pen. Yeah. I I got some grinds from that's Mr. Like the, Bacchus. That's like my Sunday usually. Sunday's kind of slow down, so it's a good a good time either in the morning or afternoon. You're like, hey, there's a nib grinder. And you're like, you know, I got this whatever, I and mean, I want to have it done. Part of why I didn't totally go crazy in raleigh though is i spent a lot of money in atlanta yes atlanta was a, is a great show it was my first year at the atlanta show and it was fantastic crowds it's a cool location i didn't really get to explore atlanta but the uh the show itself was fantastic yeah i mean i think that the plus you were there helping me so right so i worked john's table for the low low price of zero dollars i paid you in sushi <laughs> He did baby at sushi. Oh, hashtag will work for food and booze. Um, and good company. John is super it was fun. A t- it was a ton of fun and met a ton of people. Um, was that your straw? That's my Starbucks straw. <laughs> we're bougie and we're drinking Starbucks because reasons. We're going to get way bougier than that. We're going to have like an AeroPress in here doing coffee and yes. um, a cold brew in the background. <laughs> so John and I are coffee snobs and we were in Atlanta. We did not share a room, which is probably for the best because John got to his room and his suitcases exploded pens everywhere. I don't know how it happened. We're going to make a joke about pen show husband if we're not you know, sharing the same we room. We, we shared a room, but we had separate beds. No, we didn't even share a room. <laughs> but I would like literally wake up every morning. You don't morning. even look at me anymore. You don't touch me. Why don't you touch me? <laughs> I love my pen show husband. <laughs> but we no, would, so let's, we would let's, wake up let's, every let's morning. Let's roll back to how many suitcases. Okay, so I'm a nice person and agreed to fly southwest southwest with John. I do not the love, only way to fly. I do not like Southwest Airlines. Thank you very much, Delta. You want to sponsor us, Delta? 
Delta? I would totally, <laughs> totally take on Delta sponsorship. Yeah, they're like, who is this? Yeah, we'll fly business wherever. I, Got it. I love Delta. Fuck anyway. Southwest. What yeah. am I saying? No, Fuck those guys. Delta's great. If you want to sponsor us, Delta, and you're listening, <laughs> they're please. not listening. They're not. They're, <laughs> who are we kidding? They're not listening. Nobody even is listening to this. It's like your mom and like I don't know, Abby. <laughs> no, my mom. <laughs> She's <laughs> not saying fucking airline. She goes, John, that's a major company. It's fuck it. Whatever. So we're flying Southwest because you get two checked bags free. 50 pounds each. 50 pounds plus each. Plus a personal item and, and a carry-on. And a carry-on. Anybody who knows me, which actually most people probably don't know this, whatever. I fly with one tote bag, like my purse, like my giant ass purse, which is over there. It's huge. And my carry-on bag. That's it. I have a one little rolly guy, and she's like hot pink, and she's cute. So basic. I know. But anywho, John took full advantage of this. I offered up my two checked bags, and so John had my two checked bags, which both weighed in at approximately 50 pounds. 49.9 pounds each. Whatever. 47.8, so whatever. So I, I basically have to move a small army with Lemur trying to get to a pen show. You we are not flying next year. I can't. Oh, no. We're no, gonna drive. No, no. So that there's there's two parts. This one, it's difficult to move a pen store to a pen show. Also, John has crappy luggage. Uh, one of those is Mama P's. <laughs> sorry, Seems sorry, like sorry, John's is, mom. Is another one is a Costco uh, suitcase. They're, they're really bad. They're one 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 is fine. One's a new Samsonite. You cannot. You cannot. The blue one was terrible. The blue I, one I, was terrible. I think I gave you that one. Yeah, you did. Of course, it was lighter. But it was terrible. You couldn't roll with it, so John. We, so let's just back up. We had four checked bags. Two carry-ons, two personal items. Yes. And, and they were each full. And only two of those things, two of those six things were mine. The rest of it was feelings. So he gets into his room and literally shit is exploding out of every bag. I have to unpack. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes, but like there was, there was shit everywhere. And immediately within like two seconds, there's like ink open and like, I don't know, there's a glass full of water like tainted with ink on your desk because I was helping you with swatches. Like it gets wild in there. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. It doesn't Atlanta. matter. We're talking about Atlanta. Oh, right, right, right. So, so I came to his room every morning because we don't sleep together because we're not married. I mean, not really. <laughs> <laughs> and I show up his room and we fucking walk across the street to Starbucks every fucking morning because... We need co- oh, it's because we're coffee, coffee snobs. snobs uh. Right? No. So part of the discussion pre-Atlanto pen show planning, the first discussion was: Should what we take about an espresso? Coffee? Yeah. Should we take an espresso? Because I have an espresso pixie, and I have an espresso just like a virtual line, the bougie one. I have the I have the Soviet version, which is a smaller capsules, smaller, more compact and, and efficient. And you have the bougie, just but American my, version. But it, but it makes full coffees. Like yours only makes right. espresso. Right. Right. So as, mine is, as God intended, just espresso. Fuck off! <laughs> you can fuck right off. Get the fuck out. Go. So we had to, we had to, <laughs> we had to basically settle for Starbucks and. So this is why we're driving to Atlanta next year, so we can bring our Nespresso machine and also not make Catherine fly with John's suitcases. Yeah, because it was only a what nine hour drive. It's like nine hours, eight nine hours. Nine on Google, which is way less if you're actually driving and. Our flights were delayed. Oh, my gosh. John got, well, we both got fucked. Like, so fucked because we went to check in. And uh, our flights were like, okay, well, you're not ready to check in because your flight's not till tomorrow or like Monday. And we're Sorry, like, what we the didn't, fuck? We didn't we're notify supposed you. to fly on Sunday. Yeah. 
I can't fly on a Monday. I'm a doctor. People need me. You have a real job. I just <laughs> hung out in the hotel. <laughs> yeah. And John time. was super nice and let me have the last ticket on the last flight out. Yeah, basically, I was basically negotiating with them and they, they had one flight out on Sunday and one on Monday. So. Also, Atlanta to Indianapolis is not two planes. Like, it should be a one-plane situation. It was, it was a direct, wasn't it? Yeah, no. It should be. But how I got home on Sunday, do you know oh, this? No. I fucking flew from Atlanta oh, wait, to, to Tampa. That's so fucking dumb. Tampa, goddamn Florida. And then I flew <laughs> from Tampa to Indianapolis. Like, what the fuck is that shit? You know, it's an, yeah, well, the, the problem with, yeah, moving a pen show is, is moving a pen store is hard to a pen show. And there's the packing and trying to make it work. Uh, but it's also the getting to the airport two hours ahead of time. Fuck that. Getting back from the airport. So I think eventually I'm going to buy a van. I think Lisa Van S has an ink van. Of course she does because Lisa's a badass bitch and I love her. She drives from Arkansas, which. She's so hardcore. Oh, I, I complain about a couple hour drive. She Chicago. is hardcore. She drives across the country. Yeah. She's going to San Francisco in a couple weeks. Wait. Is that in August? August. She's uh, driving. Well, of course she's driving. Of course she's driving. She's crazy awesome. We are we are flying to that one. We have only we also only have one table, so but someday the lemur is gonna have one of those really obnoxious white Mercedes things. Sprinter. What is the, it? The sprinter van. That he's gonna have yeah. one of those because yeah. John y'all don't know this, but John is super extra about everything, including pens and watches. <laughs> mostly, and cars. Mostly, mostly cars. He is so extra about cars. Phelan was not, so we live in Indianapolis. It's a car town, home of the Indy 500. I thought that the Indy 500 only existed and happened on Sunday, but John was like unreachable the entire month of May in preparation for this thing. It's a religion. A apparently. People who, know, people who live here know this, and those who schedule things in the month of May just are to heathens. fuck off. <laughs> yeah, basically. You know, it's like, um, I'm basically unreachable. The, the fact that I shipped anything the week of the race is miraculous. And that you know, there's no major launch. There, there might have been. I forget. So like how some companies put a little banner on their site, like closed for this religious holiday. We'll be yeah. back. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, John's going to put closed for the Indianapolis. Well, no, no. It was the uh, there was a one of the new Twizbies came out, I think, after Memorial Day weekend. It was like on Tuesday. Was that the Twisby purple? 580. We should talk, probably talk about pens at some point. Oh, gosh. Well, we're talking about pen shows, which is pens. It's way, way more fun. So, y'all, this new thing happened. The Twisby Diamond 580 ALR, which is the ribbed purple. one. The ribbed for, for her pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> We've clearly just, said that a thousand it's times. It's an ALR, so it's the aluminum AL, aluminum, and R, we think, stands for rings. But Twisby ribbed. cannot confirm nor deny. So. Ribbed. It stands for ribbed. as a as a Twisby dealer, I refuse to say it's ribbed, but I'm it, saying it's, it's ribbed. It's basically ribbed. It's totally ribbed. Anyway, so the um, it's purple. It's purple, and it came out. Yeah, like a couple weeks ago, it came out over Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. So Twisby does this. They keep releasing these limited edition colors that you can only get for like a hot second, and everybody sells out. Um, my man Lemur over here, who just finished his beverage. Water. It's water. Wink, wink. Um, it's, anyway, so my man Lemur over here takes pre-order. So this girl who is obsessed with limited edition things just, you know, pre-orders it. And and my way of pre-ordering <laughs> is texting John at 2 in the morning saying, did you see this new Twisby? Can I have like two of those? Can you just put those aside for me? 
And then he says, cat, yes, but like, can you please order it on the website? (laughs) Put your money where your mouth is, bitch. Right. Pay up, sucker. No. uh, But seriously. And you you got yours the day it came out, right? I. Did you come by and get it? Yes. I texted John and said. Hey, I'm coming up to porch, get my twisties. Porch pickup, basically, yeah. So if you live in Indianapolis, John will meet you. Oh, true story. Like, so the first time John and I hung out after we met, I said, "Hey, want to buy these things?" And I bought. I don't know. I sent you a list. Of and like, I need a pen show husband. I don't know. I texted you like what, six or seven things. <laughs> he brought them all in a bag, like a drug dealer, <laughs> and met me at a bar, and we sat at a bar and had a beer. Mm-hmm. So that's how this all came about, because like. John literally is my pen dealer. He shows up places with a bag and shoves it in that, my bag. I've done that a few times where I've met people at like a Starbucks and I yeah. just have a backpack full of things. And it's fun because, you know, I never, I don't usually get to meet customers except at pen shows, but it, it makes it real. And you go, oh, yeah, I'm actually selling this to someone, not just shipping it out into the into the ether. I mean, do you remember he sold me the Twisby um, Diamond 580? Was that called Emerald? That green color earlier this Emerald year? Emerald green, yeah. Emerald green. He sold me that, and he got to see my face when I opened the box. Oh, that was a great photo. That did very, very well online. People loved it. Oh. The, the reaction, the new pen day phase. The moderators of r slash fountain pen said that was one of the hardest posts for them to moderate because of all of the lewd oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. comments. Yeah, well, fortunately, you're easy going, so it, and I didn't comment on a lot of them, but there's some... It's the internet. There's, I mean, there's I'm a creepy girl on people Reddit. everywhere. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, if you post a photo of yourself on Reddit, you're <laughs> you're basically asking for it. So, which makes it okay, right? That's how this works. What? No, I don't ever. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh. No, I don't. I don't believe that. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, I know John's no, like a very cool, liberated feminist. It's fine. Liberated. I don't know what that means. I like that. <laughs> I've been liberated. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Liberate me with feminism. I don't. I don't know. No, whatever. the. Uh, so yeah, you got your pen faster, and I. It's it's going to be a bit of a sore spot for some people if anyone's listening to this who bought one. <laughs> the post office really dropped the ball. I saw that. What the fuck happened? You, so you got the email, right? Yeah, it was like the po- the the fa- the post office has holded held all my packages for five days or uh, some not, bullshit. Not, not just mine. It's a major issue, and they so. You tell know, me what ha- you th- like. Tell me what happened. You think that the the busy time for the post office is Christmas time, and it is. That's their busy season, so they have extra staffing at that point. Oh. They don't have extra staffing during the summer, and people take off on vacation. So actually, the worst time to ship anything is June. Is probably June and July. Fuck. Hmm. Didn't know this. Huh. Yeah. This is the first. I mean, I'm still kind of new, and this is the first like summer where it's been really busy. So shipping out a bunch of Twisby orders and go, oh, the Priority Mail ones got there pretty fast because those get bumped up. And obviously you get yours hand-delivered. And then the people in first class, it just sat at the hub. I'm so sorry. One got shipped back to Indianapolis from Chicago. What? Yeah. It's it's really a clusterfuck. All right, listeners of anyone who bought from John, I'm so sorry, bro. It's okay. They They're mostly delivered by now. Mostly. Yeah, there's still a couple. Oh, God. <laughs> it, it was so that's bad. That's so frustrating, though, because that that's, has no, so that's not your fault. No, and I, and, I try, and I addressed it, and hopefully everyone understands that, that it's... 
I'm sorry. It's that's not my fault. Bullshit, U.S. Postal Service. Well, and you like the, the issues and also. And I'm rooting for you. We were all rooting for you, USPS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're still cheaper and easier to use than anyone else, but. Uh, I mean, FedEx will charge you like 25 bucks to do that same job. Yeah. We can overnight it, too. And it can cost 100 but if you, if you want that, but. I mean, you can't see me rolling my eyes, but I'm rolling my eyes right now. Like, so rolling my eyes. So let's talk about another another pen. Oh, boy. Oh, this new thing. It just came out today. The Rocka. Roka. R-O-K-K-A. It's the new 3776 Century that From John platinum. has known about. Sorry, what did I say? Hmm? Platinum? No, I just said oh, it's, platinum. it's a platinum. So John has been holding out on me. Because he has known about this because, well, he's a dealer. But they can talk about it as of today. Holy fucking shit. Have you it's guys been seen leaked. this? Yeah, it got leaked by some Japanese dealers, I think. And Platinum was like, meh, fuck it. So it wasn't supposed it? to be able to be released till October 1st? No, it's like July, I think. Oh, I thought it was October. Whatever, it doesn't matter. This pen... It says it's coming in July 1st, but that's also Japan, so who knows when we'll oh, get it. Oh, gosh. Sometime Scroll back in July, up so I can I look at it again. Let me see that pretty mouth. It's R-O-K-K-A, <laughs> if you're at home listening. Okay, so this is a clear demonstrator with... I want to say that's rhodium, but it may be more on the ruthenium side. It's almost like smoky looking. Can you tell me the details here? You're closer to the computer. I can't see it. It looks like rhodium trim and a clear demonstrator. It is rhodium. Okay. It is beautiful, though, because it's not just any old clear demonstrator. It has this texture that almost like looks like an indented diamond shape somehow. It's like kind of crisscrossy, almost reminiscent of the Penider honeycomb pen, but it doesn't have the holes. It's just more like indents. It reminds me of the, the kind of glass back in the day you'd see, like uh, artisanal glass. Um. No? Like on like vintage stuff? Yeah. I kind of see that. Hmm. It's really cool though. Um, and so this is sort of their, the line of the uh, the seasonal. The Kung Pu is before this. Is this from that same thing? I uh -huh. thought that was, this is a different thing. This isn't from the seasons, is it? Oh, yeah, well, it is season. S seasonal scenery of Mount Fuji. Scenic views. Yes. Beautiful landscapes, something, something, Japan. I don't know. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Oh, hexagonal though. snowflake. Hexagonal snowflake. That's cool. Yeah. But it is stunning. There's only going to be, what, 2,500 pieces total? 2,500 worldwide. So, which means the United States is going to get very few of those, which means. How many do you think? What, that United States gets? Yeah. I would say like 100. Oh, it's more than that, but it's less than it should be. Okay. I mean, whatever. The Kumpu is hard to get. This is going to be hard to get. I yeah. mean, if you see it, buy it. If you like it. It's, um, yeah, it'll be an extra fine font and soft medium. I'm really excited about the soft medium. I fucking hate that nib. So I, I, yeah, it's cool. I like it, but I like a softer nib, so. I like it hard. A harder <laughs> nib. <laughs> a hard, you like a hard, but, but very extra fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's actually true about my nib preferences. <laughs> so if, okay. if you want to get a ground, you can, or, you know. So true story. I really don't like the soft medium nib. I actually bought the Kumpu 
um, in a soft medium nib because everyone was talking about it. And I totally see why it's awesome. It's like totally one of those nibs if you have a really flouncy handwriting that works well with flouncy. pretty flouncy, you know, like girly and like calligraphy kind of. Mm. But I'm an I'm a side writer. And so the soft medium is for people who are underwriters. It is so uncomfortable for me to the point that, by the way, Kimberly, all the hobbies is going to give you her kumpoo to bring back to me at St. Louis, by the way. So I'm muling now. You're not really muling. You're just bringing my pen back from Kimberly because we traded. Okay. Because I hate the soft medium. But if you like like the Pilot Falcon or you even like the Pilot Custom 1912 with the FA nib, like those are all very similar. And I can see the appeal. I just can't write with it because I write from the side. And so it doesn't work. Mm. I'm a monster. I turn my nib a full 90 degrees sideways to write with it, which is why architects work for me. Because they look like stubs. I'm a monster. I know. It's it's a really atrocious writing angle. <laughs> fuck off. But get the fuck out. How many times have I told you get out? Get yeah, out. This is like when I you know, when I when I took Richard Bender's class. I had to relearn how to do a lot of things in writing because you you realize one two things. One, you're probably pressing way too hard. 100. percent And you're also probably writing at a, the wrong angle for the nib. I write at a low. 30 to 45 degree angle from the side. So fuck off. That's you, you how I do, like yeah, it. Yeah, and you can do whatever you want. It's just it's just wrong. Also, oh God, <laughs> fuck you. Also, can I just tell you, this is how I discovered why I look right like this. My mom was in town this last weekend for my graduation. Um, I graduated from residency. Mm-hmm. Literally 23rd grade. I am so tired of being in school. I mean, I'm not technically in school. I'm like a pra- practicing MD with like a license and I've been seeing patients by myself Trust for me, three years. I'm a doctor. Literally. Not you. I am. No, that's what that, yeah. that's your that's your Trust byline. Yeah. Nah, it's whatever. So my mom was in town for my graduation from residency. I'm an internal medicine doctor, by the way, because you're going to ask. I'm a hospitalist. It's cool. I love it. It's the best job ever. Free medical advice at the end of the podcast. Literally no freedom medical advice. Not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's in town. She wants to run with my pens because it was my graduation and I bought new pens because isn't that what one oh, does? Oh, yeah. That's right. So I was talking about it and my mother-in-law had been writing with my fountain pens earlier in the day because she used to sell Mont Blanc. And I handed her, what did I hand her? I handed her a uh, lily put. Like a like an AL no no um Caveco All Star like the 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 aluminum one it was a limited edition from Taiwan that's like a lilac color mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of purple handed her that because it was a steel nib and I was like if she rides too hard she won't fuck it up and then I handed her my Pilot Custom Eight Twenty Three and then I handed her my Pelican M Six Hundred and she goes oh this is my favorite which one the Pelican and Pelican, I was like bitch yeah. yeah of course it is because it's like literally the most expensive pen that I handed you so, she has excellent taste so I hand these to my mother who picks them up and then starts writing at them with them sideways like I do holding the nib sideways and writing really and my mom actually had fountain pens even when I was growing up to write calligraphy yeah I was like oh so you both do it wrong fuck you <laughs> We both do it correctly. My mom goes, it's I correct swear. for you. It's She's correct like, for no, you. No, mom goes, they taught me to write at this angle. That's this so is how weird. you're supposed to write. Because she so grew weird. up writing with fountain yeah, pens. Yeah, my mom did too. My mom is not old. She's 39 and holding. Thank you very much. She's not. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Love you, mom. So, but let's talk again about your, your nonchalant purchase of two grail pens. They're not grail. Okay. 
Some people, they're grail <laughs> pens. For some people, they may be grail <laughs> pens. For me, they were just pens I needed to have. Dude, so I, I, I need these. So for my graduation from med school, because I'm or med school. I've been done with that. My my graduation from residency, I bought a Pilot Custom 823 in smoke with a medium nib. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of a medium nib in general, but actually I love this medium nib. Someday it's I may have it guy. ground by Bacchus, but it's delightful. I bought it in smoke. Um, my ultimate goal is to take it to a local jeweler and actually have the gold hardware don't look at me like that. Plated. I'm going to have it plated with ruthenium or rhodium, depending on what they can do. I do not like the gold. Y'all will eventually understand. I only like really silver and black. Um, so anyway, I bought the custom 823 in smoke with my goal of replating it in ruthenium and making it look super fucking sexy. And also a Pelican. And then I bought, I bought the Pelican M600 in the limited edition purple color because it's really good. It's so cute. It's really pretty. It's yeah. gorgeous. And I have purple hair, so like, duh. Which And that's a cool pen because you have to get it while it's out. But yeah. the A23, as, Everybody you just, should as, have you, it. as you skip over what is normally a grail pen, I actually had this conversation with someone on Reddit. Cause, Am I offending you by being like, it's just an A23? No, yeah. The, 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 the pure, you know, just casual purchasing of grail pens. They're not... I mean, okay, I understand that for some people these are grail pens, but for no, me... You, you bought it, like, as you should. When when you're an adult, it kind of sucks when you buy things because you're, like, when you're over 30, which you're, what, 30... How old are you now? We're not discussing my <laughs> age right now, John. A Subtle man digs. never asks a lady's oh, okay. age. You have to be a lady. Uh, you're, you're my <laughs> pen show wife. Did you say I'm not a lady? Yes. <laughs> I'm not a lady to you? No, you totally are. Oh. <sighs> You're gonna pay for that later. Oh no, I know. I'm just I'm I'm writing checks that I can't cash here. Uh, <laughs> no, so you bought yeah you bought two great pens, but they're graduation presents for yourself. And you were at work and came by and you're like, hey, I need to pick these up. And you were in and out. And it's like it's weird when you and I've done this. I've bought something for myself and you're like, oh, this is a big mile marker. And when you buy, it, you're like, oh, this is a big deal. It normally would be, but it it. It kind of sucks because you're like, well, I'm I'm paying for it. Yeah. And it, it it's not the same Happy as when you're like. graduation to me. That yeah. would be dollars. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> it, it's different when you're not like 21 or 15. You're like, oh, my God, I'm finally the day's here. Yeah, because when I want something, nobody buys it for me. I buy it for myself now. Yeah, that's the way it goes. But the A23, more oh, importantly. it's delightful. So, yeah, I was having this discussion with someone actually on Reddit because I, I mentioned how the A23 is kind of overlooked as a as a fountain pen. And he was like, Daniel, don't you think it's kind of a grail pen? I think I don't really think it is. I think a lot of people skip. I always skipped over it because I thought it was an amber, sort of the traditional big fountain pen. I mean, it's beautiful. And I until I saw one and then I wrote with one and went, oh, I get it. This is why everyone talks about this pen as the the pen. I mean, it's delightful. Out, of, was, out of the box. Oh, God, it writes so smooth. And the filling system is pretty cool. I mean, it's not my favorite filling system, but like I. What? I'm it's a really cool. Okay, it's cool. Like, it's super neat. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, that is, like, really, really innovative and interesting and cool. And it's that classic Japanese thing where you have to, like, unscrew the back to write with it. And it keeps the flow going super nice. Like, I it get it. It operates with a vacuum, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Vacuum. Yeah. It sucks. If you don't know up. about those. It, like, you push this back thing down and it sucks the ink into 
<laughs> it's great. Uh, it's not my preference. I'm a piston person. So, like, I will pick a piston over a vacuum filler any day mm. uh, myself. But it is cool. Like, it's really neat. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. When I, when I first wrote, actually, I think I wrote with Kimberly's All the Hobbies. Her, what up, girl? Her Amber one first. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I get this. But yeah. it wasn't really until I got my own in medium. I'm like, and we have the same pen now, but I'm not going to be a heathen and replate mine. Fuck off. So, yeah, I mean, and that's the problem. It, it is, it's the more, the more traditional pen. And if you haven't seen it in person, you don't really get the the appeal of it. Right. Because you have to write with one. And that's but, what I do at pen shows now. I just hand it to people and go, try this. It it's, honestly. It's like. Oh, I'm going to. Uh, hold on. Oh, no. Mute. <laughs> no, it's okay. It went away. It passed. Oh, boy. It's getting dangerous. It's seven o'clock on a what day is it? Tuesday. Tuesday. It's yeah. fine. So it's a big Lebowski <laughs> moment. Do you have a job, sir? <laughs> <laughs> this is pen. Normally at pen shows, this this hour is normally like eleven or twelve. Midnight. Yeah. It's okay. This is what time we could do this. So. So between the two pens, you and the, oh. the M six hundred is an EF. Okay, so the sh- the so- oh so the the Pilot Custom eight twenty three totally writes like a pen that costs twice as much. And that's why I love it. It's two hundred eighty eight dollars. Like with, don't don't with throw a, up with a bottle of ink. With which is not a great bottle of ink, by the way. It's a little undersaturated and lame. Pilot blue. Uh, it's Are, so lame. Did you drop acid before we came in here? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, you're, you're way out of line. Okay, that, there's 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 two things here with the A23. One is it's the, it was designed to be a pen that writes. It comes with the it bottle. Does. You use that ink with it. You never have to change colors. It's designed for Pilot Blue. I get it. And don't go thinking of taking it apart and cleaning it and going. Oh, oh I'm no. going to take the nib out. No, and God, don't do that. It voids the warranty. You don't never do have to do that. Don't it's disassemble the, it. Just clean it. It's the perfect assembly. Yeah. Of a fountain pen. I agree. It's. It, it really, really is wonderful. And you can fly with it because it's in the vacuum. I fly with all my pens, by the way. Yeah, you can, but... I fly with you them. You don't have to worry about it being nib up or down when I you take kinda off. I kind of, like, don't really do that, and I've never had one explode. Oh, yeah, wait. Just, just wait. That's fine. If I get ink on me... I mean, y'all can't see this, but I actually have blue ink on my hands. And look at my foot, John. Look at the top of my foot. What is that? Also, look at the bottom of my foot. No, what ink color is that? So, I have to tell you this story. We have a mystery blue ink that keeps getting itself on us in our house. Mystery blue. <laughs> so, I get out of the shower, and I should be clean, right? It's a turquoise. It, I think it's Organic Studios Nitrogen Royal Blue. So, is it still what? Yeah, <laughs> it's still what? It's smearing on my <laughs> fingers. Okay, so... Like, sorry, Organic Studio, your ink doesn't dry. I don't like it. It's really dry in my fountain pens. The sheen, though. However, the sheen on your with leg my great. folded nib writing, it is glorious. Yeah. And I have been using the absolute crap out of my, my Organic Studios with my folded nibs. But somehow I got ink somewhere. And we don't know where it is, but there is a... What's it like appearing? Is it like the Viet Cong of yes. inks? It's just <laughs> hiding in your house? There is a reservoir of organic studio nitrogen in my house somewhere. <laughs> One of the cats has I it. get out of the shower and I literally, like I'm clean, like I've washed everything. I get out of the shower, I go sit down and there's blue ink on the bottom of my foot. 
No. Well, I mean, I had fire. It's on my towel. It's on the counter. I have currently, I showered this morning because, you know, adulting. As you do. I have blue ink on my right index finger, ring finger, pinky, and the top of my left foot as well as the bottom of my left foot in multiple places. I have no idea where it's coming from. How am I getting ink on? <laughs> Normally, it's when I dry dropped a bottle or a sample of uh, fire and ice. And I didn't realize how much three mLs of ink is. And oh no! Yeah, this is this. I, is, I had a blue foot or uh, a blue big toe for like a week. This has got to be less than three mLs. Like this is because we can't find it. We have washed everything in the bathroom. There is blue. I know there's blue ink coming from somewhere. Cameron's got it on the bottom of his feet too. It, My mother-in-law sat down and put her feet up because she was in town for graduation too, and she had blue ink. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh boy! I don't know well, what's if, happening. Have you, ever, have you ever dropped a full bottle of ink before? There's no wood in this room, so I'm not discussing that. Okay, I dumped an entire bottle of uh, Sydney Harbor Blue on my carpet. Thirty ml. My friend looks at it. Looked like you shot a Smurf point blank. <laughs> it's, it's it's just blue. It's more than There's a great, Smurf great just sheen. Just... What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's way worse. Oh no! Which actually, I need to mention that you need to try Sydney Harbor Blue with your folded nib. Oh, it's like one of those inks that and Barrier Reef, the two I sheen have monsters. Both of those. Well, yeah, it's those are the two popular Blackstones, and we still haven't done a folded nib with that. Oh yeah, sure, I'll do it. On like TR paper. Uh, I. Can you, does your folded nib work on TR? I don't know. I use the HP thirty-two pound blah blah. Because it's blah. like scratching it with like a butter knife. I don't want to destroy it. I That's mean, I'll try feeling. it. Do you have, have some you ever, TR have you, you can give that? me? Yeah. Can you give me some TR? Yeah. Uh, I have some samples. Have you, ever ta- have you ever taken one and like folded it up? TR paper? No. Like crumpled it? See, I don't use TR paper it's because, I know, but. because I use like paper that is $12 for a ream of 500. So I write on it and I stack it all up as I'm doing it. And then I let it dry. The next day I flip it over and write on the backside and then I recycle it. Flip it and reverse it with the HP paper. Flip it and reverse. Yeah, no, the HP paper is kind of the hidden. You actually turned me on to that. The hidden secret of cheap yeah. office paper that writes really, really well. So it's delightful and it's thick so and it's thick. T-H-I-C-C, thick. So yeah, I totally recommend um, HP paper for all of your folded nib needs. It is good. It's less sacrilegious than doing that to Tomoe River. <laughs> I used to write shopping lists. You had, do not. Oh, no. I had a whole bunch of TR paper samples. I don't carry it yet because it, it didn't make sense um, early on with the shipping cost. Uh, from Japan or whatever? Uh, I got it. No, from the U.S. distributor. I, I need to talk to them again. But at the time, my shipping cost, buying it at whatever price I could get it with, a, with such low quantities and then sh- paying to ship it out because of my free shipping at 20 bucks, it was like not worth it mm. for me at all and i'm like i love this paper but it i might actually lose money but at this point i'm i want it so bad i'll, I'll probably just buy it and carry it anyway <laughs> it's delight i mean it's a delight it is good i mean i use my hipponoto and mine and amy crossfield basically constantly mm. my like pen show notebook like i'm using air quotes you can't see it but um my oh, pen the crossfield is the nanami crossfield yeah. it is delightful it's tomoe so, I mean, I get to see everybody's inks, everybody's pens in their, like, best performance. And it is a beater. Like, she's been she's been through a lot. She's got a lot of different writing in it, a lot of different people. 
It's kind of a hot mess when you look in there because there's all sorts of stuff like people just writing their name 10 times. There's like lots of swearing in it. A lot of Ralph Nib writing in there, if I remember. There's some Ralph Nib in there. Oh, no, that was someone else's notebook. It's not mine. I have some Ralph Nib in there, but Ralph didn't ever take my notebook, which is probably why it's not completely blue. Yeah. (laughs) OPN. Other people's notebooks. Other people's notebooks. But it's fun because, you know, somebody's like, hey, does anybody have any paper? And I just hand them that notebook. Yeah. So you can see who I was hanging out with at Pencho's just based on whose handwriting's in there the most. Like from I, that I need time. a dedicated notebook to this because I always have like a Rhodia pad, but those get, you, you pull it out right. and you go through it. I've had this notebook with me since March of 2017. So basically anytime I've gone to any pen meetup or pen show, I've had it with me. I think I'll, I think I'll start one. You should. It's, for St. it's Louis. delightful. Also, you can, you, you can see the people I've hung out with multiple times because their handwriting, like you can see it's there multiple times. Yeah. It's fun. And so many people have better handwriting than me. It's just like, oh, can Yeah, I, I think that? I handed one of my notebooks to Nick Pang, and it, you can tell when it... Nick Pang the, wrote the his... The night transitioned. Nick Pang wrote his info in my notebook with something that looks like a needle. Like I... Oh, needlepoint? Needlerier than that. Like, I can barely read it. No, I'm sure that's... Yeah, he has a needlepoint. I'm not... I forget which pen it is, but I wrote with it. And you can write... So, like, a Rhodia uh, dot pad. Uh-huh. You can write like basically four lines of text horizontally inside one dot grid, which, it is, must be which this. is insane. It's and, insane. I was yeah. like, son of a bitch, and I can barely read it. it's legible. Yeah, I could totally read it, but only because I have good eyeballs because I'm not old yet. Don't look at me. <laughs> John's only a couple years I don't older have than vocals. me. How are you? What three years older than me? I'm 32. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like somewhere around the age of like some amount of age <laughs> it's fine i'm a baby it doesn't matter it age doesn't you're only matter. as old as you think you are i am i am both 20 and 60 in my head yeah, yeah i exactly. love technology and like part of my job is being like a social media manager but also i love like analog everything as we're talking about fountain pens which are about as analog as it gets so right that's like exactly yeah so kind of wrap it up here um we're hoping to do this podcast once a week if we if we can if not it'll be like every other week but we we, we want it to be a regular thing and have guests on so if you have any ideas um we'll put our contact info in the show notes and you can send us an email find us we're easy to find i am cat on instagram at cat if you want to follow me for real, real, like my Instagram for pens is at Inky Cat Writes, I-N-K-Y-K-A-T-W-R-I-T-E-S. Yep. And I'm at Lemur Inc. L-E-M-U-R-I-N-K. So you can follow us on our respective Instagrams or follow the podcast at The Leaky Nib on Instagram. Yeah, that's way more important. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Any Cheers, other, dudes. Any, any other closing thoughts? Thanks for tuning in to The Leaky Nib. It's we'll been... Way too much fun with you guys. And it's been way longer of a podcast than we thought it'd be for our first one. So, I mean, we made it. We ramble. It's fine. That's fine. And we'll actually talk more about pens and, uh, and we'll things. We'll do whatever we're going to do, bro. Do don't fucking want. put too much. Don't put too much on this. We're just going to talk about pens and have a great time. That's the whole idea. Yeah. All right. Until have next a good time. Week. Bye, See guys. See you guys.